Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And good morning to you. Welcome to Smart Garden. And with me this morning is our friend Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota Extension. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Denny. Good to be on your show again. Oh, it's good to hear from you as always. And as always, we're, we're already getting uh, text messages and, uh, and, and calls, which is not unusual. Uh, I guess we can do this probably and do 52 weeks a year and still talk lawns and gardens. Am I right about that? You are certainly right. It's always great to be gardening, and there's always things to talk about with plants in our lives. I can't believe it's already fall, and we can talk about garden cleanup and harvesting the last of our vegetables. Well, very good. Yeah, in fact, uh, what we're, we're chatting, I want to invite our listeners to join in. Six, uh, if you want to call in and talk with Mary or just send a text, 651-989-9226. That's the number that will get you either the text or the phone call. Same number, 651-989-9226. Mary, we got a, a text early, and I mean really early this morning for you, about uh, is it too late to plant grass seed? What do you think? Oh, well, we... It's, I would do it today, do it as soon as possible, because we uh, like to plant grass seed by uh, September 15th. So we are definitely, definitely past the prime time. Uh, we, We have had a milder fall the last few years, so maybe you would have good germination now. If you can't do it in the next, can't do it today, then I would say wait till early November and do a dormant seeding. So we have a lawn care uh, calendar up on our extension website, which shows you the timing to do everything for your lawn. And fall is the prime time to seed, but we are really at the end of it. And if we have cold weather uh, and not a good month of establishment weather, then uh, you could lose the seeding if you do it now. Yeah, I, I think we talk about that from time to time. And uh, I think that's what I'm going to do. I was going to plant some more, but you're right. If it starts to germinate and we have uh, bad weather, well, cold weather, 
uh, that that'll that's kind of a waste of money and a waste of seats. So I think dormant seating may be the next, at least on my calendar. But that's good that you can check it out on the website. That's a great. Uh, it's always a great right. resource anyway. All right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, I think Mike in Minneapolis may be first up here. Mike, you're on with Mary Meyer. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. Love your show. Thank you. So I did an aeration with overseeding. When can and if I can put down weed killer uh, in the weeks to come? Well, putting down weed killer is not so much a function at this point of uh, the state of your grass as it is the temperatures for the chemicals to work properly. So, um, you know, you you could do it right now if you're... um, uh, you know, if you ha- if you have the product and so on, but it's the temperature that will really activate that chemical. So on the bag, it will tell you and talk about that. Usually, if we have temperatures below 50, 55, a lot of those chemicals, uh, herbicides, will not work. Uh, and the other hand, if we have temperatures that are above 85 in the 90s, again, the chemicals don't work that well. So the timing with uh, temperatures is one thing, and then uh, plant growth is kind of the secondary thing. So I would say if you don't have a lot of weeds, you may have missed the prime time uh, for treatment. All right. Thank you very much for the call. John in Bloomington, I believe, is next up here. Then we'll grab some text messages. John, you're on with Mary. Hi, good morning. Uh, I live in a condominium complex, West Bloomington, built in 1987. Last week, uh, they cut down about 18 mature trees in the entire complex, not because they were diseased, but because when they built the complex, I think they were planted too close to the building, and they were just getting too big. My question is, um, once the stumps are ground out and, and gone, can we plant new trees back in the same hole, or do we have to move them over? Or, and when's a good time to put in uh, new trees? Uh, you can plant the trees at the same location uh, where there were trees before. But remember now, you just told me that the reason they cut them down, they were too close to the building. So you want to think about what size tree you plant uh, in this location again because uh, what was planted there before didn't work out. So there are small trees, large trees. Uh, I would encourage you to plant a diversity of species and not all the same thing. Um, This time of year, we're really getting on the edge with mature tree planting. So I would uh, urge you to do some research and decide what you're going to plant and then do the planting in the spring. You can plant bare root uh, plants, and that's a good way to go. Containers uh, also are fine. So I would encourage a diversity of species and uh, really think about the location and the size because of um, the fact that you just had 18 uh, removed from this location. You don't want to repeat that same problem. Okay. Here's a text, Mary. It says, I planted Joe Pye weed a couple of months ago. was told to water liberally. How long do I need to keep watering? 
Well, I would say you want to water uh, once a week and water well. Ideally, we like to see one inch of water on our plants on a weekly basis. And we had a wet uh, season uh, pretty much through August this year. But now September has been the exact opposite. Uh, we are actually in dry conditions for much of the state. And any new plants that went in this year really should be watered well. Uh, it's really dangerous to go into the winter with drought conditions for plants. So I'm hoping that through October we have sufficient rain. If we do not, this will really predispose a lot of our plants to get through the winter and come out and be healthy. So uh, watering is important for all of our newly planted uh, things this summer. Boy, it is really dry around here. Wow. I'll tell you what, Mary. We need to take a break. We have more uh, show to come on our Smart Garden Show around every Saturday here in the 8 o'clock hour. 651-989-9226. That's our phone number. It's also our text number. And we'll grab a bunch of those when we come back uh, here on News Talk 830. WCCO, stay with us. And good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here on WCCO. Denny Long in this end with Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota helping you out this morning. Mary, as usual, a ton of uh, callers and the same amount of text. But, you know, you, you brought up a point about uh, this time of year. What, what can we do? Cleaning up, get the last of our, uh, our harvesting done? What, 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 give us some idea. Yes, Denny. So in the vegetable garden, cleaning up is really important. Uh, there are so many diseases that we have and deal with uh, every year, but especially things like tomatoes, potatoes, uh, cucumbers, zucchini, the squashes. Once you have harvested the fruits off these plants, our tomatoes are pretty much on the last leg now, peppers. You need to harvest the fruits and then completely clean up the plants. Uh, any diseased foliage that's in the garden will perpetuate disease for the next year. So you want to put that into the compost pile, uh, preferably a municipal compost pile, because that gets really good and hot and will kill those diseases. Uh, even cleaning up fruits, you know, if you've got apple trees, uh, plum trees, you're harvesting those, clean up all those diseased apples, uh, uh, dropped apples from the ground. Uh, that, again, can perpetuate disease. So it's really good to clean up. Um, some things are squashes, things like the winter squashes. We're just starting to harvest those. Uh, early acorn squashes might be fully uh, ripe at this point, but some of our other winter squashes and pumpkins often take the whole growing season. So unless they're really the mature color on the fruit, you want to leave those uh, as long as possible, but then clean up those vines uh, as well. Very good. Let's go back to the phones, Mary, then we'll pick up on text messages. Gary is calling in from St. Louis Park uh, this morning. Gary, you're on with Mary. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Mary. Good morning, Denny. Um, Say, Mary, I've got a couple of well-established yews on either side of my front steps. They're about five feet tall and doing well. But one of them now has a bunch of tiny little red berries about the size, maybe a little smaller than a pea. Can you tell me what, what, I've never seen them before this year, what, what I'm dealing with there? Uh, yes, Gary, those are the fruits on the U. It's a normal process that they produce fruit. Uh, it's actually a good sign, a healthy sign. 
Uh, those uh, are poisonous berries, so um, if you have any kids or dogs and so on, you want to make sure that they don't eat those. But it's a good, healthy sign that your ewes are doing well. Well, that's good news. Yeah, thanks, Gary. Yeah. Appreciate the call. Gordy is also on the line calling in from Cambridge this morning. Gordy, you are on with Mary. Yeah. Can I lift iris tubers, trim them, and hold them over winter until planting next spring? You know, Gordy, I have never done that with iris. I've always replanted them right after I've dug them. Uh, in late summer, they go into a dormancy, and then that's a good time to remove, dig and uh, divide them or reset them. But I don't know that they would live out of the soil for the whole winter. Um, maybe some of our listeners have done that, but I would say that's pretty risky because uh, when you have a plant that is out of its soil or out of uh, ability to get moisture, it tends to just dehydrate and die. So a certain amount of time it will be dormant, but after that dormancy will come death. And I don't know how long you can do that. So if you have no choice, you could try it, but ideally you would want to replant them. Okay. Thank you, Gordy. Uh, Texter wants to know, when's the best time to prune Engelman uh, vine? Best time. Well, the that Engelman ivy, that's a big grower, usually now with fall color. Uh, so that's usually very pretty uh, or will be shortly. Uh, I would actually do that in the springtime. Uh, this is probably one of the worst times right now to prune almost anything. Uh, it is a tough time because we're getting ready for winter. Plants are thinking about slowing down and uh, going into winter, and pruning stimulates growth. So there's very few things I would prune right now. So I would wait till uh, spring to do that. That's a, a healthy, uh, vigorous plant that uh, in, I would prune that in the spring, and you can almost not over-prune that. You mentioned spring. A listener said, my lilacs are blooming. Must it be spring? <laughs> I saw that the other day. I saw a lilac blooming. Yeah, that's kind of amazing. I think what brought that on was the cold weather. You know, we had lots of moisture, good growing conditions, and then we had the cold weather, and did that lilac think winter had already happened? <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> we wish that had already happened, but no, I think that's just the environmental conditions. If you look closely at lilacs, you will see that they have big buds on them. They have set their flower buds for next year. And um, this was a case where in this plant, and the one I looked at, those flower buds came out. And so occasionally we do see that happen. So there's probably not another flower bud right behind that one. Uh, but most of, most of our lilacs, hopefully their buds are holding for next spring. I hope so, too. I just want to alert Jerry and Steve on the phone. You're going to be next up here, so don't go away. Have a cup of coffee or something. Uh, we'll uh, have a look at our forecast in a moment. But I want to grab this text, and I know you're a specialist with grasses, too, Mary, among other things. But this texter said they planted 33. Is it Hakone? Is it a Japanese type of grass? About yeah, Hakone grass. Uh, about three weeks ago. How do I best protect them over the winter? I'm going to mulch with wood chips this week. What do you think? 
I think uh, watering them is really critical. Uh, Hakone grass is a beautiful, slow-growing. It is native to Japan. I just planted some new plants of that in my garden, and I have been watering them because of the drier conditions. So I think watering is as critical as the mulch. So the wood chip mulch, um, you just want to be careful you don't bury these plants in that wood chip mulch. You can lightly mulch around them. Um, I would, um, wood chips, you might end up having to put on nitrogen because the drawdown as that breaks down with the amount of nitrogen needed to, to actually reduce those wood chips into mulch. But uh, just make sure that you do watering because that's as critical as mulching. Very good. All right, Mary, we're going to take our usual uh, bottom of the hour break. And welcome back this Saturday morning to our Smart Garden Show. Denny Long here and from the U of M, Mary Meyer helping you out today. Uh, and Mary, as usual, a lot of callers and a lot of texters. Let's let's see if we can help out as many as we can. Uh, Jerry, I think, is first up here in Savage. Thank you for waiting, Jerry. What's your question? Hello, Mary. This is Jerry. Um, my question is about voles. Is there something I can spread or put in my yard to keep voles out? Um, last year I had to put in about a yard and a half of black dirt to fix all the bowl trails and just wondering what could possibly be done yet this year. Well, I wish there was an easy answer for this, Jerry, but there really isn't. The uh, most effective way for killing voles or moles in your yard um, are really the traps. And the traps are big mechanical things that are dangerous and um, they're uh, a hazard to use. But other than that, there really is nothing that is effective for voles. You know, they're looking for insects. They're looking for invertebrates. They're, they're in the ground looking for their food source, and they just make a lot of tunnels. Um, so I, I don't have a good answer for that. I wish I did. All right. Yeah, we get that from time to time for sure. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Eden Prairie. I think Steve is waiting there to uh, ask you a question, Mary. Go ahead, Steve. Mary's listening. Hi, Mary. Good morning. See, I've got a question about honeysuckle. I've got potted honeysuckle on my deck in a uh, uh, a uh, wooden trellis. Uh, climbs a wooden trellis. It's in, uh, it's uh, fairly large. And my question is, am I going to be able to winter that, or will it die out? Uh, it will die in a container because the root system is too exposed and all those roots will freeze solid and that's too cold. Uh, they actually get much colder in a pot. Roots get much colder in a pot above ground than they do in the soil and roots are nowhere near as hardy as the top of a plant. So you need, if you want to keep that plant, you need to either sink the whole pot into the ground, uh, you know, put bury the pot and just leave the top of the plant uh, above ground, or actually put plant it uh, outside. But it won't live in that container. And the texture says this, Mary: Should you cut all of your perennials down in the fall, or wait and do it in the spring? Oh, I'm so glad we got this question, Denny, because uh, our recommendations have really changed on this. We used to recommend that people uh, remove a lot of their perennials, but now we know that a lot of our native bees and pollinators actually overwinter in stems that are left up. 
And so we don't recommend cutting these back as uh, much as we did before. The only exception is diseased plants. So if you have flocks with powdery mildew or you have peonies that have botrytis blight, those big black brown spots on your peonies, you should cut diseased plants off and put those in municipal compost. But otherwise, I would not cut perennials back in the fall. Okay. Back to the phones we go. Brooklyn Center, our next stop. Uh, Nona's calling in from uh, B.C. Nona, you're on with Mary. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Good morning, Mary. Um, I planted a variety of sunflower seeds in one little corner of my yard, and lo and behold, only three came up. However, this plant called Love Lies Bleeding came up, and I mean, it's gorgeous, but it looks like a overgrown weed, and I've got one that the trunk of it is the size of a fist. How do I get rid of this, and how did it ever come to be here in my sunflowers? Unfortunately, it sounds like that may have come in with your sunflower seed. So uh, that love lies of bleeding, you have to make sure that, uh, gosh, you remove that as soon as possible so that the seed doesn't set and fall down in your garden location. So I would try to just be as vigilant as possible. It's an annual, so removing it so that it doesn't self-seed there. Um, you know, your sunflowers may have been eaten off by birds or rodents. Um, there, I didn't realize how many uh, animals love to eat young sunflower plants. So I had planted some with my grandson, and, and I thought, oh, I saw them originally. I thought they looked great, and the next time there was nothing there because they were eaten by predators. So you want to be careful in, in watching them or using some um, uh, protection so that they don't get eaten. All right. I'm going to grab another call, Mary, and then we're going to get a bunch of text messages answered, too. I think Tommy's next up calling from uh, Minneapolis. Tommy, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, question on if I have to prune around the house, trees and such, to do maintenance, what is the best way to do that, and what's the best way to store canna bulbs over the winter? So I would prune as little as possible right now. Uh, you said doing maintenance, so I don't know if you're painting your house or something like that. Uh, pruning this time of year is really rough for plants. If you can wait until we're into more of total dormant conditions after the middle of November and so on, then uh, it's it's okay. Uh, storing cannas, cannas, you've got to bring those inside. And, oh gosh, the, the conditions are really tough. High humidity and cooler temperatures. So we normally don't have much of these conditions in our homes. So, you know, 45 degrees in a cardboard box with some peat moss. Uh, in a cool place in your house. We have a lot of information on storing tender bulbs that's on our extension website up on the, uh, up on the university's website with extension.umn.edu and we have a nice publication on storing tender bulbs. 
That's, I'm glad you mentioned that again, Mary, because it is such a great website. There is so much information, extension.umn.edu. Just check it out if you haven't done so, and you'll be amazed. And there's a lot of, a lot of labor of love that, uh, that's put into that website too, Mary, I know. All right, let's see. A lot of text. Let's, uh, let's grab this one. Our arbivitis are turning rust color inside. Should we be concerned? Oh, I'm so glad the listener asked this question. This is the time of year that evergreens renew their foliage. And so the inner part of many of our evergreens are arborvitaes. We see this on pines. The inner part of the tree is brown. Those are the older needles. They are normally dying. The tips of the branches are still green, and that's where the new growth will be. So we see this every fall, and sometimes you can even see quite a layer of brown needles underneath our evergreen trees, but perfectly normal. Okay, well, that's good news. Uh, listener wants to know, getting tulip and hyacinth, hyacinth bulbs today, when should I plant them? Uh, when trench planting the hundreds of bulbs, how close together or apart should they be? Maybe two inches apart? What do you think? Yeah, two inches. Uh, that's, that's okay. Uh, this is the ideal time to be planting tulips, hyacinths, uh, narcissus, the uh, daffodils. Yes, you'll really enjoy seeing those in the spring, and this is the time to do that now in the fall. It, if we have dry conditions this fall, it's going to be very difficult for these bulbs. So I would recommend that, um, that you don't have to be watered immediately because they will grow through uh, October and develop their root systems now in the fall. But if we don't have any rain uh, for in the next two weeks, then I would water wherever you plant your bulbs. I know we had a similar text just a bit ago, but this text says, we like to leave our perennials standing through the winter, but are there certain perennials that should be cut down before winter? Just the ones that have disease. And uh, for most people, the peonies, uh, peonies get these big black spots this time of year, and that's botrytis, and that is perpetuated every year if you don't clean up that diseased foliage and get that out. So I would encourage people to cut back their peonies if they're not totally green and looking good. And also anything that has powdery mildew, that's the white uh, covering like phlox, monarda tend to get that. But if there's more green than disease, it's okay to leave them up. All right. This text says we live in west central Minnesota. Many of our carrots are split lengthwise. What would have caused that, do you think? Split lengthwise. Uh, that may have been due to excessive water and just growing so rapidly. Uh, we had one of the wettest um, Julys ever, so uh, ex- I would say excessive water. Uh, that also might be a varietal trait. There may be some carrots that do tend to split more than others. So I would read up on what variety you have, and then um, that might make a difference. All right. We'll take a quick break here. We have more show to come on our Smart Garden Show around every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Please stay with us. 
Welcome back to the remaining minutes of our Smart Garden Show. Denny along here, along with Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota. Uh, Mary, let's grab a phone call, and we'll see how many text messages we could uh, field as well. I think George is uh, hanging in there in Blaine. George, you're on CCO. Yes, I would like to know about hibiscus. Um, Can I bring them in over winter? Yes, George, you can. Hibiscus are a great plant to overwinter, and they will often flower even in Minnesota in the winter. They just need bright, sunny conditions. I would urge you, though, to make sure that they're clean of any um, insects. So wash them off. You can give them a good bath with uh, a spray of water. Wash them off really well. They will need a lot of water and a lot of light indoors, but they're a really fun plant to grow in the winter. You know, there's another text as well about the hibiscus, and they had heard that placing in a large heavy-duty bag for 24 hours and sprayed with a product to eliminate those insects. Would you recommend something like that? Um, I would if you can find a chemical that uh, has that uh, on the label as a way to treat uh, hibiscus plant. Many times you can wash off a lot of the insects. They're often aphids and white flies that you can wash off with a good spray of water. You can also use insecticidal soap. Uh, but the, um, there, yeah, that, that is another method if you can find, uh, that, uh, that recommendation on the label of the chemical you're going to use. A lot of hibiscus questions today. Uh, here's a text that says, I have a roll, a roll rather, of old lilacs that I cleared out the old growth below. What can I plant underneath them that will do well? Uh, underneath lilacs would be something that can compete with tree roots or the shrub roots and also can tolerate uh, quite a bit of shade conditions. So that's going to be a fairly dry site that you're going to have there. So some of our ground covers like lamium, uh, hostas actually might work because hostas are so um, uh, really tolerant of dry uh, soil conditions. Some of our other uh, perennials, uh, uh, perennials like geraniums, uh, there's uh, European geraniums as well as our native uh, woodland geraniums. So woodland wildflowers, some of those uh, might work as well. So I would urge you to look online. We have some recommendations for planting under trees that are part of the best plants for 30 tough sites that you can find on the extension.umn.edu website. Um, but there, there are plants that will work. That's kind of a tough location, but you could do it. All right. Dexter wants to know, can you tell me about milkweed? Some had flowers or seeds and others just grew tall but nothing on them. Well, now they're turning yellow. What's up? Yes, it depends on the health of the plant itself, how uh, much uh, food reserves it actually has to set seed. If it's well established and growing in full sun, then probably you will see those seeds. But I wouldn't give up on the plant because next year it might have seeds. And there are many different forms of milkweed. The common milkweed that we're used to seeing with its typical uh, flowers and then fruit uh, pods, but there are also the swamp milkweed. There's a uh, narrow leaf form of milkweed. So there are other kinds, the uh, butterfly weed as well. And all of those are great for pollinators. Okay. 
Texter wants to know, because you had mentioned it early, uh, Mary, uh, they, they want to know how they can access or get that lawn care calendar you were talking about. So the lawn care calendar, um, there are actually two places uh, where it is uh, up online. On the extension.umn.edu page, uh, you, there's a search engine. You can just put in lawn care calendar. I was looking at it this morning, and that will come up uh, there. Uh, there's also a turf.umn.edu website, T-U-R-F, turf.umn.edu website. And one of the recent articles on that website was a lawn care calendar. So both of those show you the primary and secondary times to be doing the main things in your lawn. And also that depends on, you know, what kind of grass you have. So um, it's, it should be easy to find online. Online, that's it. All right. Yep. Uh, Texter says, I have a, a maple tree in my front yard, which is probably three years old, 30 feet high. It needs to be uh, pruned. Can I do it now? So can can any uh, can maple trees be pruned right now? I guess is the general question. No, I I would not do that right now. I would wait until the tree is totally dormant and the leaves are gone. So once the leaves are gone, any time in the winter, you could do the pruning. Uh, and speaking of maple trees, we're seeing beautiful fall color on maple trees. This person probably has some fall color on their maple tree. The fall color this year, especially on maples, 10 days to two weeks ahead of normal. Mm. So the Arboretum is a great place to see maple trees with fall color and also, the Apple House is out there open. Denny, we haven't talked about the Arboretum yet, but a great place to visit. Oh, and this time of year is my favorite year to, to, to visit, the, and the Apple House, as, as right. a matter of fact. Uh, I think we have time for maybe another one or two texts. Have a garden that's overrun with weeds. Can we kill off the entire garden by covering with black plastic now and start over next spring? Well, if this was my garden, I would try to cut and remove the weeds that are there because what's there on weeds this time of year are weed seeds. So all the seed heads, uh, the flowers, that all those seeds are just going to drop and be there for next year. So if you can remove the weeds as much as possible, that is good. Now, the black plastic is a good way to get rid of weeds or to keep weeds from growing in the first place, but it basically works on solarization, which is a, a sunshine and heat underneath a plastic to kill the weeds. So going into the cooler months of the year, not a lot is going to happen under that black plastic. Uh, there's nothing wrong with putting it on now, but if you do have it on, it could reduce the amount of moisture that's there through the winter. I would consider using plastic next year, but right now, get in there and remove the weeds, especially the tops. All right, we have about 20 seconds to go, Mary. So get to the Arboretum this weekend for sure and check out the university website, which is what, Mary? Yes, extension.umn.edu. You can see an update for what to do in the fall, uh, identify weeds, identify insects that you have. Yes, extension.umn.edu. A visit to the Arboretum. The Arboretum is open. Get a ticket to go out there online. But the Apple House, no tickets required. It's open 9 to 6. All right, we have to run. Thanks for your help, Mary. We'll talk soon. Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota. (sighs) 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.